The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. OA members are reminded when sharing to speak to your recovery in the program of Overeaters Anonymous only to protect our anonymity. No photographs, audio, or visual, visual recording is allowed. If there is press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full names. There will be audio recordings of this workshop, which you may purchase outside in the foyer. I will share for 20 minutes, followed by five minutes of Ask It Basket questions, finishing up with open sharing. The topic for this session, session is No Change is No Change. Let's begin with reading for today from page 243. People wish to learn to swim and the same time to keep one foot on the ground. Only by being willing to give up the safety of the old can I find what the new has for me. Certainly, confusion and fear of leaving the safety of my old ways behind me are natural, but the need to save my life pushes me on. I move beyond my fears and prejudices and learn that I don't have to act on them, that one day at a time I can face whatever must be faced. I may think nostalgically of my old hiding places from time to time, but the truth is nothing that could possibly happen today can make me go back. For today, the direction God gives me is forward. I am not afraid to take it. Will the timer please come up? So I'm Lee, and I'm a compulsive overeater. Only by being willing to give up the safety of the old can I find out what the new has for me. Thank you, Lee. Again, my name is Bonnie, compulsive overeater from Santa Cruz. I guess I will get into my share then. Okay. So I I made a few notes. Uh, I'm kind of compulsive about notes. Um, I joined Overeaters Anonymous in April 2011. So that gives me five years in the program. But what brought me here? You know, how does how does this affect me? How do how does how do I relate to no changes, no change? In 1986, my my beloved father died of a stroke. In 2004, my mother died of congestive heart failure. In 2008, my brother, who's only 11 months older than me, had a massive stroke. He lived, but he's now paralyzed and living in a nursing home. Um, was I scared? I was, uh, you bet your socks. I was so scared, but I didn't know it. I didn't know I was scared. I was fearful. I didn't know I was fearful. I knew that I had to do something. If I kept eating the way I was eating, I was going to be laying in a bed next to my brother at the best or be dead like my parents. Because, you know, I've got both the heart thing going on, the stroke stuff going on. My cholesterol was through the roof. I already had asthma. I was pre-diabetic. I had osteoporosis. 
I had um, problems with my hips, my knees, my back. I twisted my sacroiliac some time ago. Uh, I have a heart arrhythmia. Oh boy, this isn't looking good. I was five foot two. I am five foot two. I weighed 185 at that time. And um, scared to death, but did I do anything? No. No change. Just fear. No change. I ate. I continued to eat. I would try to diet. Oh, I tried so many diets. I joined Weight Watchers. Paid into them for four years, thinking one of these days I'm going to be one of those golden girls up there. I'm going to be able to lead this meeting because let me tell you, I'm doing what I really love doing now. I wanted to be in front. I heard somebody say that last night. I want to be in front of the group. And um, so, but I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do Weight Watchers because every time I walked in, they had something new for me to try. And man, they were so tasty. And all I wanted to do was eat that, you know, um, use up all my points and then try to figure out how to get through the rest of the day. Um, anyway, I tried all those things. I'm 63 years old. I was 63 years old at the time I came into the program. You would think by now I'd figure out how to live, how to get this eating thing down. I didn't start out fat. I was a pretty normal kid, I think. I got a little chunky, say 100 pounds in sixth grade, a little chunky. Well, by seventh grade, I was 127. I didn't have any clothes to wear the first day of school. Couldn't fit anything. Mom took me around every place looking for clothes. Finally found um, somebody that gave us a donation to go to uh, J.C. Penney's, and I found this beautiful dress that I wore for like the next four years. Um, fortunately, my weight stabilized. We went to the doctor. The doctor says, oh, she'll settle down. Her weight's, you know, she's just shifting. You know, she'll come into her own in, in a short time. And then the twist hit. Let's twist again like we did last summer. I danced for the next four years. Made it through high school. My flux, weight fluctuating between 127 and 130, you know. So I was pretty cool. When I got married the first time, I was 119. I've never seen that number again. I don't know what happened to it. It disappeared. It was magical. Um, But anyway, back to my story. As I struggled with the losses um, in my life, the deaths, a broken marriage, um, a low self-worth, rebellious children, two handicapped children, you know, I had my work cut out for me. But did I change my eating? No. Did I lose any weight? No. So no change? No change. By 2010, my second husband and I moved to his house in Arizona. I lost some weight during the move, which but quickly found it hanging out with its friends. And I reached up to 200, ended up going up to 205 pounds. Excuse me. Meanwhile, I had come, I had come out to California to visit my daughter who's in program, and she's usually about the same weight I am. Well, lo and behold, she lost weight. I said, what are you doing now? And she says, well, funny you should ask. I'm going to a meeting about this. Why don't you just come see with me and see? So we went to the meeting, and I sat through it, and I listened, and she, we left, and she says, what do you think of the meeting, Mom? And I said, wait, yeah, I, uh, I guess it was pretty good. <clears throat> still don't understand how listening to those people tell their story is going to take the weight off of me. 
And um, so I took some literature and I went home and somewhere along the way on the way home, it got mixed in with, I don't know, everything else. And I never found it again. And then uh, six months later, it was Christmas time, and I came back out to California to see my daughter again. Love seeing my girls. And um, lo and behold, she'd lost even more weight. I go, man, you're looking fantastic. What have you done? She goes, funny you should ask that, Mom. I'm going to a meeting tonight. Why don't you come with me? And I go, okay. I figure win-win. You know, I get to go with her. It takes 15 minutes to get downtown. I get her to myself for 15 minutes going and coming. Awesome. And I get to find out what this thing is all about. How is that working for her? Well, it turns out that um, we went to this meeting again, and I started thinking more seriously about it because I liked where she was losing the weight. Not just the fact that she was losing weight. She was losing in places I wanted to lose it, and I never could, even on the most stringent diets. I always had my love handles. Couldn't get rid of them. Um. So I went home. I took phone lists with me. I took the phone meeting list with me because in southeast Arizona, there was nothing, nothing out there. I was lucky I had a house. It was nothing but desert. So anyway, three months later, guess what? Still no change. But I picked up the phone and I started calling her and asking her questions about it. And I said, how does this work? And she says, well, first of all, you need to get a sponsor. Did you call any of those people? I don't know any of those people. I'm supposed to call those people. So um, eventually, I surrendered it. I got a call. I, I started calling. I got a sponsor, a temporary sponsor. She only lasted a year and a half. I, I um, found a food plan. My sponsor gave me a food plan. I do the OA90. I didn't know there was anything else. And... Um, and so I, I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> so I, um, I, I got my big book and my 12 and 12. I got a scale. I got notebooks. And I started phoning the phone meetings. So I did three meetings a week. And I need the structure. I needed the structure of OA90. I look back at it now, and I'm thankful that I came into OA90 because I needed the structure. I needed the food plan. Left on my own. Mind you now, I was 63. I tried it on my own, okay? I needed structure. I needed to know how to do it because I couldn't figure it out. And then I started the plan in earnest. I lasted 30 days. Easter came. I fixed a traditional dinner. And my disease told me, you can have a little, you know? Now, if I was a crack addict, I couldn't say I could have a little. I'd know. Yeah, I can't listen to that voice. But my food, that's a whole different story. I could have a little, surely. So I ate a little. And then I told my sponsor, I ate just a little, just one little bite. Well, you knew you weren't supposed to. Guess what? Day one. So my three-year-old, I'm not doing that again. And I didn't for a year and a half. Fast forward a year and a half, I had lost 70 pounds. Um... I had tried on a pencil skirt, and I looked in the mirror, and I go, oh, my God, my stomach's flat. In, in, a, in the store, I thought it was just me and the cashier, you know? Turn around, and there's another customer. Ten shades of red. But at that moment, I think I lost my, I lost my abstinence because I took the power back. 
I said, it was me. I did it. Look what I did. And the sales clerk says, oh, you did fantastic. Ah, I was down that slippery slope. And let me tell you, I think it was well greased. Because I slid right out of it. My good life started going bad. My husband left me. I was miserable. Um, My weight, I was back into the food. I just fell face first back into the food. My weight started climbing. I took my two handicapped daughters and moved in with my daughter in California. And guess what? She's still in program. She is looking fantastic. And I ate how she ate because, you know, food is food, you know, and I was always, always hungry. So I ate how she ate. And she said, Mom, I'm going to a new meeting over in San Jose. Do you want to come with me? I go, sure, I'll go with you because now I've got 30 minutes alone with her both ways. So um, we went to the meeting. The second week there, I found a sponsor, and I'm back into OA90. I have been back, back-to-back abstinence for two and a half years now. So it gives me a total of five years. I have lost a total of 83 pounds now. The insanity that I experienced was doing the same, is defined as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So I had to surrender my food and my will to my higher power. The third step prayer is my mantra. I love it. I say it every morning and I say it with my sponsees every day. Um, I commit my food to my sponsor. I eat three meals a day, no matter what. If it's not committed to my sponsor, I don't eat it. I don't change. Again, no change. I don't change my food plan once I've committed it. I do service. I read. I write. I pray and meditate. My meditation is listening for my higher power's answer. I no longer sit in front of the TV and snacking on whatever bag full of stuff I can eat until I either get sick, fall asleep, or both. Uh, I no longer rant and rage. I no longer exercise three to five hours, five days a week so that I can maintain a heavy body. I eat three meals a day. I have life in between. I get to practice what I've learned in these rooms with other people in my life, with my children, with my people I work with, with people I see in the stores. I no longer need to eat over any of these things. You know, there's still peaks, there's still valleys, but I don't have to eat through them. I I get to remember that when strife happens, when I'm struggling through some of those peaks and valleys, I just have to turn to my third step prayer, my serenity prayer, or just take a little time and talk to my higher power one-to-one. So no change is no change. Now I don't change. I don't change what I'm eating uh, once it's committed. I don't take out um, my needs on others. I don't have most of the problems. I don't have the health issues that I had before. I no longer have osteoporosis. I no longer have, oh, I no longer am pre-diabetic. I think I forgot to mention I was. No longer pre-diabetic. I no longer have um, high cholesterol. I'm completely off my high cholesterol medicine. I had been taking like double doses of it for quite a while. I've been taking uh, cholesterol medicine since my early 40s. And it had worked its way up to like twice as much as I used to take. It worked its way down to half 
when I lost weight the first time. And this time it's completely gone and I've been able to maintain a good cholesterol count. My hips, my, my joints, my back don't bother me near as much. Now the twisted sacroiliac is always going to be there, but uh, it doesn't hurt at this weight. Um, have to be careful, but it doesn't hurt all the time. I, I do have a heart condition, but it's not going away. And it's not getting any worse, and I don't have to make, take medication for it. The medication actually made my heart slow down too much. So uh, at last, I'm free. I'm free to be me. And because I've worked the steps multiple times, um, I know who I am now. And I'm not afraid to be myself. I'm, I'm grateful that I found these rooms. I'm grateful that I've, I've gotten into OA90, that I have the structure, because that's, that's what I need. Some of you don't need what I have. You don't need that much structure. And some of you might. You just don't know it yet. So um, no change. If you don't do anything, you're not going to get different results. If you're here and you're struggling with your weight and you don't know what to do, Talk to somebody. Talk to anybody. Reach out and talk. Just keep talking. So get, get a phone list. There, I, brought, I know I brought some uh, flyers for the meetings that I attend. They're out on the, uh, in the foyer there on the table. Um, one has all the meetings in the San Jose area. So pick up a, a flyer of those. Get some phone numbers. Get numbers of people that you meet here. Call them. If you go up to the hospitality room, there's, there's a, a sign-in sheet. So anybody who wants to contact you, you know, they can. So take, go, back up, go up there and check it out and get down some numbers. Write down those numbers or take a picture on your cell phone of that list and call people. We're going to pass around a basket basket. So if you have any questions, do write them down. Let me know. Um, they'll, we'll answer them. Um, so now I am 68 years old. I am in the best shape that I've been for, I would say, at least 40 years. I can move. I have to be careful because I do have a heart arrhythmia that I can't overdo things. But I'm here. I'm alive. I'm vital. I intend to stay this way as long as I can. Somebody said, I said one time to somebody, I think that when, maybe when I'm old, I might you know, go back into the food. And they said, hmm, why would you do that? Don't you think that when you're old that you would want to be just as vital as you are now and just as alert? And I said, you know, you've got a good point. No food in the world is worth what I have now. I have peace. I have serenity. I have joy. I have hope. And I get to help and work with some of the best people in the world. Thank you. I will now draw questions from the Ask It Basket. Timer, please set the timer for five minutes. Um, While we address this issue, we'll pass this around. If anybody else has questions they want to ask. How do you feel about sponsoring people on a different food plan than yours? I don't know how to sponsor on a different food plan than mine. All I can tell you is what I have done 
and that it's worked for me. And part of the program is willingness, willingness to try. I surrender my food to my higher power. I surrender my will to my higher power. I submit my food to my sponsor. My sponsor makes suggestions to me. Now, if there is something on your food plan that doesn't fall in line with my food plan, I'll say, let me take it to my sponsor. And either we work it out and one of us is going to um, submit that desire to to a higher power or we'll find another sponsor for you. And so, you know, it's not, it's really a higher power question. I feel it's not really that I'm not going to to help somebody with a different food plan. It's just a higher power question. I don't know how to sponsor if you're having flour and sugar because I don't eat flour and sugar, and I haven't. When I did, remember what happened to me? I fell face first back into the food because first I got that attitude. I got to thinking, okay, I did this. The next thing that happened was I was maintaining my body. I had hit what I thought was my goal weight, so I was in pretty good shape. And I was allowed to add some foods to my food plan that I hadn't been before. And they were kind of sweet. And uh, they were rich. And they were really yummy. And I really liked them. And I would forget my amnesia. I have amnesia with food. It kicks in really fast. And so my amnesia would say, um, how much of that was you supposed to eat? How much was okay? Was that a fat or was that a protein? I'm sorry, when I start getting into numbers, I can go crazy. I, I'll get dyslexic. Uh, I can have three to four. Oh, I can have 34. You know, <laughs> I can remember one number a lot better than two. <laughs> so, so I have dyslexia. I have this, 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 uh, this fog that comes in when I get into the food. I can't remember. You know, I might talk to you last week, and if I'm eating the sugar and, and flour, I won't remember next week. I, I once went on a tour with a, a real estate agent looking at houses. She called me a week later. I didn't know who she was, L- literally. I was into the food so bad. So um, I know how to sponsor according to my food plan, and that's it. I want to thank all of you for being here and for asking these questions. What made the, oh, is that osteoporosis? Um, get well? Um, I think I think what it was was, um, I don't know, up in Alaska where I was living for a time, when I had the first test done, they tested my entire back and my hips. In Southern California, where I moved to afterwards, beautiful San Diego, um, they tested only my hips. And the doctors told me I didn't need to take osteoporosis medicine anymore. But I have to tell you, I feel fit now, and I'm glad I don't have to take any medicine. I, I don't like taking, taking pills. I don't like taking medicine. So if I don't have to take it, I won't. So until they tell me I have osteoporosis again, I'm not going to take it. <laughs> So at this point, we'll turn the meeting over to um, 
shares. Now's the time for open sharing. So uh, please come to the podium if you would like to share. Sign the recording release form, which is right here. And um, turn the page here. Please stick to the topic, and the timer will remind you to stop at three minutes. Hi, I'm Josanne, and um, I'm a food addict, and so excited to be here. I have a brand new baby at home, grandbaby, and I ripped myself out here because I just wanted to be with you guys today um, and celebrate this new hope that I have. It's been 20 days of abstinence, and I'm so excited to have an awesome sponsor. And I just really wanted to wrote, write, just read what I wrote down to what you shared because it hit me so hard, and I want to remember it. And I just wrote, this is how I took it. As soon as I think I did this, I got abstinence. I will lose it. It never was me, and it never will be me. A temporary solution will be a temporary result. I want a permanent solution. That's what I got from me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. The question is, what is my food plan? Talk with me after the meeting. I'll be happy to share it with you. My name is Pam. I'm a food addict and a compulsive overeater. Um, that's a great topic, no change is no change, because if I look back on from when I first came into OA and look at now, um, everything's changed. <laughs> I, w- I went kind of kicking and screaming at first. I mean... I didn't want things to change. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to lose weight. That much I knew. I always thought I had like a weight problem. Um, I wanted that to change. But I didn't want to have to change the way that I ate to make that happen. <laughs> I still wanted to be able to eat whatever I wanted to eat and lose weight. And that just, I did a lot of, compulsive exercising. When I came here, I found out that was exercise bulimia. I didn't know I had that too. And, um, but I still wanted to be able to eat whatever I wanted to eat. I would even like dream about it at night 
and like dream that I would suddenly wake up and be a normal sized body, like the weight would disappear overnight. These are the kind of things that I, I would I would do instead of actually surrendering and taking action and changing. Change is hard. It is really hard. It can be very painful. It was for me. It certainly was very painful a lot of times. But the interesting, the most interesting part about it was every time I wanted to hold on to something, I wanted to hold on to the sugar. I mean, like, till death do us part, I wanted to hold on to that. And I hated letting go. Like, it had to be pride out of me. And yet, once it was gone, it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. And then the same thing with the flower. And then the same thing with, you know, there's many other things in my, my life and my story that fit in that same category, that belong in that same category. Fought and fought and fought to hang on to them. And then letting go of them ended up being a, a wonderful thing. So I, I've gotten to the point now where I don't fight as much. It's like, oh, okay, here comes something else I need to let go of. Maybe I ought to not fight it so much and just see what happens. What's the worst thing that could happen? It could be wonderful. I mean, I, I don't know. So how many times in my life I've thought that something was going to be really, really awesome, and it wasn't. And how many times I've thought something was going to be really, really awful, and it wasn't. You know, I really don't know the difference. Um, I've heard someone say this. I thank God for the good and the bad because I don't know the difference. You know, I I thought it was the most awful thing in the world that I was going to have to give up sugar and flour. What? I was going to die. How could I live without that? Are these people kidding? And it ended up being the best thing that, that I've done for a long time, and I don't even want it anymore. That's the miracle. That's the miracle. The miracle is not that I haven't eaten any uh, anything off of my food plan or any of those things for over five and a half years. The miracle isn't that I've been the same size for that long. Those things aren't the miracle. The miracle is that I don't even want to. You know, I never even dreamed that that could be possible when I made that decision to change and take that first, like, scary step into it and trust God, like, really, really do that that third step turning my will and my life over to the care of God. Um, my will is my thoughts and my life is my actions. When I really do that and not be attached to things, then the change happens. Then, then all kinds of things that I could not even have imagined happen. And that's been the story of my recovery. The more I let go of, the more I get. It's like, when I'm hanging on to things that aren't serving me, when I'm hanging on to things that aren't the best thing for me, and then I finally let them go, there's room. There's room for the good stuff. And so um, anyway, um, change. the word change used to always kind of 
turn, you know, scare me, you know, I didn't want to change. I wanted to be able to stay the same, but have different results. And you mentioned that about the definition of insanity, (laughs) doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. I don't need to. Now I do the same thing over and over again, but I like the results. (laughs) Thanks to the nine tools and the 12 steps, the things that I'm doing now um, are, are actually giving me results that I never would have dreamed of and I never would have been able to do without the help of this program. That's for sure. So thank you for letting me share. I'm Lori. I'm a food junkie, a fast food junkie, and I love my sugars. I'm in the same boat with Ginny. I went to my first meeting last Saturday, and I'm here now. Talk about no change equals no change. A year and a half ago, I went to my gynecologist with my third yeast infection in 18 months. I've never had these. What's up? She said, I want to run a test. Pee into this cup. Because that's what the gynecologist wants you to do. Pee in the cup. Lovely. Your sugar level in your urine is over a thousand. Go get a blood draw now. So I did my 12 hour fast, went in. Well, let's see, your blood sugar is 489 and your A1C is 13.9. Happy me, I'm a type 2 diabetic. Damn. Well, I said something a little stronger even. I have been fighting God over this for a long time, for nearly two years. When I ate what the health educator told me to do from Kaiser, I lost some weight. I brought my A1C down to 6.9 in three months. And then I gave it up because I was pissed. Last June... I ended up in the emergency room at Kaiser because I confessed to my therapist that I was trying to eat myself into a diabetic coma so I'd just die. She said, that's not good. The tech at Kaiser said, you're codependent. So codependent, I didn't want him to tell my husband, who's one of my qualifiers. I'm s- I was still fighting up until when I finally started reading the OA stuff I'd bought from Amazon on Kindle. Yes, I'm an addict. Yes, I'm refusing all this stuff. I know about letting go and letting God from the other programs. But no, you haven't let go and let God with this. I have been completely abstinent since Wednesday evening at 5 o'clock when I threw up the snack I thought I needed for my painkiller because I broke my elbow last week on vacation. God had fun with me. He said, well, you thought you ate a healthy snack, which really wasn't. So here, pull over and throw up in front of God and everybody in two lanes of traffic trying to merge into one. So one meal at a time. And I've been at a goal weight. I got a key from a certain company that didn't help. I'm a newbie. I need a sponsor who will work with type 2 diabetes. And I'm just grateful to be here.
Thanks. Thank you all. Thank you to everybody who shared. It, it Sometimes it takes a lot of courage just to step up to the podium and, and uh, to look at everybody's faces, let alone speak. Okay. It is now time to close the session. Please stand and join hands as we close with my favorite, the third step prayer. <laughs>